98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The security secretary slams discipline service officers who mocked a dead policewoman. The number of COVID deaths in the United States hit 700,000, the worst in the world. And Britain prepares to deploy troops to deliver petrol and get the country moving again. Security Secretary Chris Tang has expressed anger over remarks made by several disciplined forced officers in which they allegedly mocked the death of a policewoman during an anti-smuggling operation. Appearing emotional as he commented on the accident on a radio show, Mr Tang criticised people who used the incident to make anti-police comments online. He said people shouldn't be cold-blooded or spread their political beliefs during times like this. Mr Tang had harsh words for the officers concerned. As disciplined service officers, they should know that there's a chance we'll all face danger. All of us are working and doing our best to protect Hong Kong. It's extremely regrettable to see such attitudes. I also doubt if these people still want to serve the public. These officers have been suspended from duty. We'll see if any criminal elements are involved and if there's a disciplinary investigation. Mr Tang also says the government would consider including sedition in the Article 23 legislation that officials are currently studying. He noted that the sedition offence is now covered by the Crimes Ordinance, but not by the National Security Law. The security chief added that the Article 23 legislation will also target spying activities. A government adviser on COVID-19 vaccines has rejected suggestions that officials are forcing the elderly to get vaccinated. He was commenting on a pilot scheme that will see care home residents inoculated if they and their family members don't object, although they have to state their reason. Thomas Tsang from the advisory panel on COVID-19 vaccines says authorities just hope to offer convenience so the elderly and their family members can make a wise decision. The number of deaths in the United States caused by COVID-19 now exceeds 700,000, according to Johns Hopkins University in Maryland. The number is the highest for any country in the world, far exceeding other badly affected countries in the world, such as Brazil and India. It's facing a resurgence in cases due to the highly contagious Delta variant. More than half of the US population is now fully vaccinated. Provisional clinical trial results suggest that an experimental drug for severe COVID cuts the risk of hospitalisation or death by about half. Molnupiravir was given twice a day to patients recently diagnosed with the disease. It's designed to introduce errors into the genetic code of the virus, preventing it from spreading in the body. President Biden's top COVID advisor, Anthony Fauci, said the trial results were encouraging, but urged caution until the US regulator, the FDA, had reviewed the data. The news uh, of the efficacy of this particular antiviral is obviously very good news. Uh, the data are impressive. We always hesitate to make any timelines. The FDA will look at the data and in their usual very efficient and effective way will examine the data as quickly as they possibly can. President Joe Biden has made a surprise visit to the US Congress one day after it delayed a crucial vote on his 1.2 trillion US dollar infrastructure plan. After meeting Democrats in the House of Representatives for half an hour, he told reporters they would get the task done. It doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes, six days or six weeks. We're going to get it done. 
The measure to invest in improving the country's roads, bridges, pipes, ports and internet connections enjoys widespread support, but Liberal House Democrats are refusing to move forward with the plan until Congress also signs off on a separate $3.5 trillion US dollar bill on climate change and social welfare. The British government says that armed forces personnel will begin delivering fuel to petrol stations across the country from Monday. The Defence Secretary, Ben Wallace, said they'll provide temporary support after a week of supply chain problems that have led to long queues of motorists at the pumps. The BBC's Peter Sowell has the details. Once their training is completed this weekend, just under 200 armed forces personnel will start work on Monday. Half of those are drivers and they will help to relieve pressure on the supply chain. Ministers continue to insist that demand for fuel has stabilised, but they admit some parts of the country still face challenges. So on top of the armed forces support, up to 300 tanker drivers will be allowed into Britain immediately. Haulage companies will find potential recruits and apply to the government for licences. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. International charities have accused the British Finance Minister, Rishi Sunak, of attempting to mount what they described as a stealth raid on UK foreign aid spending at his financial review later this month. The UK government is already cutting foreign aid this year by five billion US dollars. The BBC's James Landale has more. Groups such as the One Campaign and Bond fear he's planning to use accounting tricks to designate more things as overseas development assistance. Things such as writing off foreign debt, currency handouts from the International Monetary Fund and Covid vaccines for poorer countries. All this could technically count towards aid spending targets, but if agreed it would also mean the Foreign Office would have billions less to spend on humanitarian and development aid. The American radio host and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones has been found liable for defamation damages in a Texas court after he falsely claimed that a mass school shooting nine years ago was a hoax. Twenty children and six adults were shot dead in 2012 at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut, but Jones claimed the event had been fabricated by gun control advocates and mainstream media. It's Europe's first mission to Mercury, and it was the briefest of visits. Just under two hours ago, the Bepi Colombo probe flew straight by the planet, which is nearest to the Sun. It was the first of a series of close passes required by the spacecraft before it can be captured by Mercury's gravity to properly begin its observations in 2025. The BBC's Jonathan Amos has more. It's taken two decades to design, build, launch and fly this European mission to Mercury. And now, finally, the Bepi Colombo spacecraft has its quarry in sight. It'll skim just above the surface of the solar system's innermost world, grabbing a few picture postcards to send home before then disappearing off into the distance. Getting into orbit is tricky. Everything near the sun moves fast, and Bepi must play a game of tag with Mercury, using the iron-rich planet's gravitational tug to help it slow down over the next four years. The pictures returned this weekend will be unremarkable, compared with the high-resolution science images the probe will eventually acquire. But they will at least announce that Europe's long quest is on track. Sport now, and the vice president of Hong Kong's Sports Federation and Olympic Committee, Kenneth Fock, says the setting up of a new bureau for sports, culture and tourism would allow better handling of future sports policies. Lawmakers have advocated the idea, with reports saying an announcement will be made at next week's policy address. Mr Fox says this bureau could carry out policy research and coordination. He says the government just focused on providing sports facilities in the past, but it needs to come with more policies. 
Football now and English Premier League stars will be allowed to travel to red list nations to represent their countries in this month's World Cup qualifiers, but only if they're fully vaccinated. Players will have to quarantine for 10 days once back in the UK, but will be allowed to leave quarantine once a day to train or play. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp is unconvinced by the plans. That would mean for the players after the national break and they go for 10 to 12 days with their national teams and then they go another 10 days away from their families into a quarantine. That's 22 days and two weeks later there's the next international break. That doesn't sound for me like a, a real solution. Liverpool's Klopp sit atop of the table going into the weekend's Premier League action, but they don't play until tomorrow when they face Manchester City in a big game. Manchester United or Everton know a win in tonight's early kick-off at Old Trafford would see them take over from the Anfield side as the pace-setters. There's a massive game in Spain and it could be the last match for Ronald Koeman in charge of Barcelona. Unbeaten in La Liga, although only seventh in the table now and with a couple of emphatic defeats behind them in the European Champions League, tonight they face the defending title holders in the Spanish top flight, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Bilbao went top six with a 1-0 win over Alaves. Lens cut the gap on French league leaders Paris Saint-Germain to six points with a 2-0 success over Wem. The top league of women's football in America, the NWSL, has suspended all games this weekend in response to allegations of sexual coercion and misconduct by a former manager. The BBC's Ria Chohan has more. I'm so sorry for the pain so many are feeling. The words of Lisa Baird, Commissioner of the National Women's Soccer League, in response to allegations of sexual misconduct against North Carolina Courage's English head coach Paul Riley. He was sacked after more than a dozen players he'd coached since 2010 came forward. He's one of the most successful in the top flight's recent history, winning back-to-back -back championships for the Courage in 2018 and 19. The NWSL's Players Association has called for an investigation, while high-profile players, including two-time World Cup winners Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe, have demanded changes. Baird says the decision to call off the fixtures was taken to give everyone some space to reflect, adding that the entire league has a great deal of healing to do. And the weather forecast, a few showers tomorrow with sunny intervals in the afternoon. Isolated showers and one or two thunderstorms today. Hot with sunny intervals. It's currently 32 degrees, the humidity at 60%. That's all the news from RTHK. And it's time for a little cover of 1969 Led Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love. Here's Ike and Tina. Yeah. 